welcome in for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast, our first basketball edition of the podcast this athletics year. Spencer Turkin alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. Joe, uh, it was a busy week during the holiday season for high school basketball. A lot of the tournament-style action that takes place around the region. And, of course, the big one in Greensboro, the HACO Invitational for both the boys and the girls. And there was plenty of action to be had at the Greensboro Coliseum Special Event Center. We'll start on the girls' side. Uh, what caught your eye? Well, I think what came out of that tournament for me is that in girls basketball in Guilford County this year, it's Ragsdale and Northwest Guilford, and then there's everybody else. Uh, those two teams were clearly the class of the field. We kind of knew that going in, but it was it was really confirmed there. Ragsdale winning the championship, pulling away for a five-point win over uh, Northwest. A Northwest team that was playing without Two, it's two best players, two players who are headed to Virginia Tech. Uh, Elizabeth Kitley, their center, we've known she was going to be out since the summer when she suffered an ACL injury. She may be back before the end of the season, but that's yet to be determined. It'll depend on what the doctors have to say about that. Uh, the other player who really proved to be a costly loss for Northwest was uh, another Virginia Tech signee, senior guard Kayla King. She suffered a high ankle sprain in the first round and uh, got her 1,000th career point in that game, which was a nice milestone for her, but then got hurt later in the game. Without her, Northwest played a heck of a game. They they dictated much of the game to Ragsdale, even without their two best players. They were able to get Ragsdale into a half-court game a lot. They were able to take advantage of Ragsdale's pressure when they broke the pressure. When they got the ball over midcourt, they attacked the basket and scored. But basically, Ragsdale, with their athletes, uh, wore down. Uh, Reagan Cargo and Thalia Carter, who were the two ball handlers for Northwest without Kayla King there, and forced a bunch of turnovers late in the game that allowed them to pull away and get the win. But uh, I think even though Northwest Guilford lost, they were able to get a lot out of that. And last year they didn't have Kayla King until late January because of a knee injury, and some of their other guards grew during that period. Lindsey Gold, in particular, who's now starting for Guilford, went from a good player to a very good player when Kayla King was out, and I think Reagan Cargo and Talia Carter are going to develop and get better with ball handling, get better with decision-making against pressure while Kayla King's out. In the long run, when she comes back, I think they're going to be a better team and maybe a better team than Ragsdale, but we'll have plenty of opportunities to find out about that. They're both in the Metro 4A. They're going to play at least twice, probably three times, maybe even four if they hook up in the state tournament. So uh, those were kind of the big storylines to me from the girls' tournament, but also a Greensboro Day team that, that has uh, not been great the last couple of years, made a nice run in the tournament, uh, got to the semifinals. That is a much, much improved basketball team this year. Uh, Mara Montana, who's been their, their boys' tennis coach for the last few years and an assistant on the girls' side, took over as the head coach. And she's energetic. Uh, aggressive, passionate, and the team played like her. They played with her personality. She's a former college player herself. And Jabria Fullwood, one of their younger players, had an outstanding tournament, made the old tournament team. Fullwood looks like one of the better players in the county this year. She got a technical foul and was close a couple of other times, but that, that passion, that edge is a part of her game. She's got to walk that line and not cross it because the technical ended up being her third foul in the game against Northwest Guilford and Northwest Guilford pulled away and kind of buried them when she was out, but she was a breakout star, and to me, Greensboro Day was a breakout team on the girls' side. 
Well, uh, it was also exciting on the boys' side, an upset as Northwest Guilford uh, came away with the championship, quite the final game over on the boys' side. Yeah, it was it was a great game. I mean, the, the best game of the tournament was the last game of the tournament, and in a way, that's probably how it should be. Uh, Greensboro Day had won seven straight titles, obviously a record. On the girls' side, Northwest Guilford had tied the record with four straight wins. They were going for a record fifth straight. Didn't quite happen. Greensboro Day's run stops at seven titles but eight straight championship games. Uh, Greensboro Day had a five-point lead with about a minute to go in overtime and lost. You don't see that very often from a Greensboro Day team. They, they let a game like that get away. Uh, Northwest, what that team showed me in that game was just a fearless attack mentality from the opening tip. They didn't make any big run. They were just there the whole game with Northwest uh, with Greensboro Day. Uh, two players in particular who we knew were good but really stepped up their game. Uh, tournament MVP Christian Hampton was outstanding. Was just just a freak athletically. Had a had the play of the tournament an alley oop reverse dunk in the game that uh, he got knocked a little bit off balance and landed on his back and was shaken up for a minute or so, but boy, that was a highlight. And Brandon Thomas really stepped up for them. Uh, both of them attacking in transition, attacking off the bounce, hitting jumpers when, when people backed off on them. They've got a big man who can do a lot of things around the basket, very skilled Dean Reber, 6'8 junior. Uh, this is a good Northwest Guilford team. They had a couple losses coming in, but they played great basketball in that final. Uh, they, they almost lost to uh, Grimsley in the opening game of the tournament. Grimsley played their best game of the tournament, and uh, Northwest only won by four. But this Northwest team is going to be a real factor this year. Uh, Lee Revis gets his first championship in the tournament. That was huge. Greensboro Day, the thing that stood out to me the most about them was they struggled at times with half-court defense. And you, again, like them blowing a five-point lead, you almost never say that about a Greensboro Day team. They don't have the experienced group that they've had in recent years. You lose guys like John Newman, who's at Clemson, Will Dillard, who's at Georgia Southern, Alex Michael, who's playing college ball, who'd been in the program since they were in middle school, who knew their defense, knew how to help, knew how to play angles, knew how to get everybody else on the same page defensively. This Greensboro Day team might be more talented, but it's not as good a defensive team. And in the half court, Northwest was able to exploit them a little bit. The thing that Greensboro Day had going for it is they've got tremendous size. Uh, Nick Eftimov, 6'8", Mike Fowler, 6'8", and a, a real potential ACC-level player that you don't see often at Greensboro Day. They tend to do it with, with skilled mid-major guys, although they've got Carson McCorkle going to Virginia. They've got a 6'8 sophomore named Josh Taylor transferred in this year. He is as long and as athletic as any player I've seen for Greensboro Day. Uh, just, just a force around the basket, can handle the ball, can put it on the floor. He's going to be a future ACC player, and, and he really had a breakout tournament. But again, there's those two teams, Greensboro Day and Northwest, and then a significant drop-off in terms of the HACO. Well, Joe, I think people want to know where does this Greensboro Day team go from here, obviously after the disappointing loss uh, to Northwest Guilford. People expect Greensboro Day to be competing on the national scene. Uh, how do they recover from this? 
I don't think they're going to be a contender for what used to be the Dix Nationals, now the Geico Nationals in New York this year. They've got too many losses already, and they still have to play uh, a very good Carmel Christian team later in the season, a private school team from North Carolina, and they've got some other tough games on their schedule. But they're still more than capable of winning the NCISAA, now Class 4A championship, because of the way things were realigned this year. They're in 4A. I still think this team is going to get better and better as the year goes on. When they're shooting well from three-point range, when they're knocking down open jumpers, they're a tough team to beat. Cameron Hayes hit five of them in that championship game, a sophomore transfer from Smith. But Carson McCorkle struggled a little bit. He had a big three in overtime, but he didn't play his best game. You know, they've got to hit threes a little bit to open things up for their inside guys. And they have to handle uh, pressure a little bit better than they've done in a few games. And they have to play better half-court defense. If they do those things, and they're capable of doing all of them with the talent that they have on that team, they're capable of another state championship. But uh, they're not, I'm sure, where they want to be at this point. And defense is, I think, the first area that they've got to work on in the half-court. Uh, and, and how far can this Northwest Guilford team go? That's a good question. Uh, they're going to be in 4A, which is, is obviously going to be very tough. Uh, a great test for them and a game that we, we should mark on our calendars right now is January 30th. They're going to be home against the number one team in this week's HSExtra.com poll, Southwest Guilford. Southwest Guilford played in its own tournament, won the championship, beat a pretty good Southern Guilford team to win the title. This, this Southwest Guilford team is very talented, very deep. Keyshawn and Kobe Langley are back after a year away at Wesleyan Christian. They helped lead this team to a 4A championship back in uh, 2017. Uh, and they had a good season last year even without them. Guy Shavers and his staff do a great job of getting kids to play their system. They call it, it's the system is what they call it, but it's a very aggressive defense, a lot of uh, pressure from behind guys who think offensive players who think they've already beaten the pressure somebody will come up from behind and strip them they double team wherever they can they trap wherever they can it looks like chaos but when you've got the right kids doing it and they do this year that's why they're unbeaten it is not chaos they know exactly what they're doing they know how to get the ball away from you and when they do they attack the basket quickly and they are a very tough team to beat i could see that southwest team going unbeaten in the regular season this year their conference piedmont triad 3a is a little bit down they have to go to northwest guilford on january 30th and they have a big game on january 19th mlk day game at atkins high school against hickory hickory is always a state championship contender in north carolina a tough team a great matchup for them, but they look like the best team to me in the county right now. You've also got Piedmont Classical, a charter school that's already beaten Greensboro Day. Their only loss is to Quality Education Academy. You know They're in the conversation, but they play in a different association from even the private schools here. We'll catch up with them in the next week or two, see where they are, but that's kind of how I think things shake out on the boys' side right now. Well, Joe, you, you mentioned Southwest Guilford. This is a team that just a couple of years ago won a state championship. What about this team reminds you of that team? Uh, some of the same players. You know, the the, uh, the Langley twins who had their, their older brother, Cam, who's now, as you well know, at North Carolina A&T State University on that team. Uh, that was a very talented athletic team. They have a very talented athletic team now. It, it's... 
in a lot of ways what they do now, once the kids get used to the system and commit to it and trust it, it's plug and play. They, they get players who want to come and play for them, who, who live in their tenant zone and, want, and some who've transferred in, moved from other parts of the county. But with the Langleys, that's a great place to start. Those two kids wreak havoc defensively. And when they get the ball going to the basket, they're going to score or get to the free throw line. And they're, they're a fun bunch to watch. I mean, they're going to score points. Uh, they can play half-court game if they have to, but boy, do they want to get up and down the floor. And when they do it, they're fun to watch. Well, Joe, that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Uh, what should people be looking out for this week? Uh, in the world of high school basketball? Well, we are going to be uh, with a photographer myself at the ranch at, at Southwest Guilford on Friday night. Uh, high Point Central will be coming in. Mainly want to catch up on, on the Cowboys. Uh, on the girls' side, High Point Central has been a bit of a surprise team this year. Uh, number three in our first poll. Want to catch up on them, see how they're doing. And there are a few out-of-area games. The Northwest Guilford girls, maybe with Kayla King back, maybe not. They'll probably keep her out to be safe. They're playing Friday night down in the Atlanta area in the She Got Game Classic. Uh, they've got a, a nice uh, out of area matchup down there that's always a good test for them those are the kind of games that even if they don't win prepare them for what they're going to play later in the season and that'll be a good test well that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast make sure you follow along at hsextra.com as well as on Twitter at Turkin35 and at Joe Serrera NR we'll be back next week with another edition of HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast take care everybody